Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes you just got to stop and say, Hey, Lord, help the, peop- help the people. We love them. Just help them. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Well, open your Bibles to Psalm 145. We'll start there. But, um, you know, I was thinking, and, and I was thinking about more than enough, but more than enough in so many different ways. You know, some people receive Jesus as a just enough gift. You know, in other words, he's just enough to get you into heaven, but that's about all you're going to get right here. He's just enough. Just enough uh, to save you uh, from your sins and try to somehow work you out of this life into the next. But during this life, he's, he didn't do anything for you. God's not that kind of God. You know, he's, he is an abundant... Um, his love is extravagant. When God gives, he gives on a level that we can't even imagine. In other words, without the help of the Holy Spirit, you can't imagine the gift of Jesus Christ. You can't imagine the vastness. You can't imagine the love and compassion, the mercy that was sown into us at that moment in time when we were dead in our sins and he quickened us through Jesus Christ. And and that seed was so abundant and large and and he didn't stop giving. He he didn't say, well, no, that's enough. He just keeps on giving. As long as you'll keep receiving, he'll keep giving. Amen? And and he won't stop. It's kind of like when he says, my cup runneth over. You know, and Brother Moore says, wouldn't he know if, you're, if it's too much? Yeah, but that's what he wants. He's a too much God. And that's not just talking about your finances. He's a too much God in healing. He's a too much God in peace. When Jesus said, my peace, why did he say that? He said, because my peace is so much more vast than what the world ever dreamed of. I want you to know that I'm giving you my peace. I'm giving you a peace that passes understanding that you can't even imagine what it will do for you in your life. The, the gifts of God are so big. Well, I mean, why would he say, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out something you don't have room for? Wouldn't he know how much room you got? And, and stop right, right when it's full, right? And, and then, it, then in those verses right here, look, look at this, what did I say, 145, 8. It says, the Lord is gracious and he's full of compassion. And he's full of compassion even after you use some up. Like if you reach in and grab you a handful of compassion and you pull it out, it's going to be the same level as it was after you use some up. Amen? And and you can't, you can't extinguish his compassion. And that word compassion, we're going to look at it a lot tonight, because that word compassion, it's not sympathy, but it is partially sympathy. He identifies and cares about what you're going through. He does. He cares about what's go- what the devil's trying to attack you with. He cares about what you think about it and how you think. You know, it was, it was really neat when he came back to Brother Moore after Brother Moore's dad had passed away and he was struggling with it. And he said, it's important to your dad that you see this right. And, and what he's saying is, is he cares enough to come to you and say, this is important. And, and he cares about what we think, how we think, how we see him. And he, 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 his compassion is not only that caring, but he has an unquenchable desire to fix you after he sees what you need. Not, to meet, not just to meet your need, but to overabundantly fix you. In other words, when he heals people, he makes them whole. Right? He, he won't just take your cough away. He'll take, cause your cough away. Right, he gets it at the root, but but he does it. His, he, it's an un, and I, a one one translation of compassion or compassion was um, it was uh, sympathy with an uncontrollable desire to help you. Now God is control. He, he's in control. When he pours your cup and it keeps overflowing, it's because he wanted to. He wasn't out of control. He could have stopped, but he didn't want to. 
Why? He wanted you to have more. He wanted you to have too much. When, when He could have stopped Abraham's cows or sheep or gold or silver at any point, but why didn't he? Because he's abundant. He loves his kids, and his love is extravagant. And it's so extravagant, that, that it, and he's so excited about it, that he sent Jesus before you needed him. He sent healing before we were even born. Amen? In adv- Why? Because he was excited to get it to us. You ever bought a great Christmas present for your kids and you're trying to wait not to get but you know how much they're going to need it and how much they enjoy it, and finally you talk to yourself, oh, they need it now. And you just say, okay, let's give it to them. Right? That God is a Father, and it excites Him to heal us, to keep us, to, and, and He's got an overabundance in this compassion that he, it is an unquenchable desire for Him to heal you. For him to move in this compassion and, and sustain and keep and pull you up and out and over and above. And he just keeps going. He, he won't stop until you stop, until you put your hand over the top of the cup and say, oh, that's enough. And, and that's where we miss out. Because he'll keep pouring. Why not get another cup? Why put your hand over it? Get a bigger cup. It wasn't his problem. It was our small cup problem. It was. It's a big God. If you got a big God, look for big answers. Don't look for the minimum. Don't look. Oh, you know, I, I get to go to heaven, and you know that's awesome. That's the ninety percent of minimum, if you will. But there is so much more in the grace of God that we would miss out on if we stopped right there, because He's extravagant. He didn't stop there. When he sent Jesus, he said, I give you salvation. And he wasn't just talking about going. He said, I'm fixing you now forever. Amen? I'm giving you the answer that you'll only ever need. The only answer you will ever need, I'm giving it to you right now. You will never need another answer. You know, you see those signs that says Jesus is the answer? That's true. To every question that would ever be asked, to every symptom that will ever be gotten, to every problem that will ever be known, Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. And if we'll believe in that love and that compassion, for God so loved, so he, He so moved in that compassion that He saved us, that whoever would believe could not perish, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting. See, he can't even give life to with an end. Everything he gives is forever, and forever never ends. Amen. Where are we at? Back at our verse in Psalm one forty-five. He says he's full of compassion, so you can reach and grab all you want, and there's still be enough for everybody else. He's slow to anger, and he's of great mercy. His love and his kindness will never fail. It will never run out. It will never come short. It will never fail. Now, we may fail to grab onto it. We may fail to receive of it. But it will never quit. It will always be there. Just like healing was bought and paid for 2,000 years ago. Over 2,000 now. Right? It's not going to stop. You know, like, and the first thing the devil will tell you, if, if you say, oh, God won't heal you, it's too late. Right? People say, oh, God can't save me. It's too late. He already did. It's too late. We're not not waiting on God. He's already given the gift. He's waiting on us. Unwrap it. Use it. Right? Delve into it. See what all's there. Look at at the, the gift is infinite. The gift is forever. Right? Love and kindness will not run out. It will not come short. It will, not, it will never not be enough. It will always be too much. When you ask for God for something from God, you will get too much. Amen? You'll get too much. When we needed a Savior, He got us one. And it was a too much Savior. Amen? It was a too much Savior. He, he gave us everything we'd ever need and then kept going. 
He doesn't work according to our needs. Even when he said, we talked about this, well, last week or two weeks ago in the offering. He says he meets all your needs, not according to your needs, but according to his riches. How many know if you're a rich dad and your, mom, and your daughter asks for a 20, you give her a 100? Right? My daughter asked for hundreds, so I always had to give her two. So it didn't matter. She, she, had a, she had a rich mindset. Even when we weren't very rich, I said, all right, we're going to make it work. Why? Because I loved her. I wanted her to have that overabundance. Not and take it for granted, but to understand it wasn't given because she needed it. It was given because I loved her. Jesus was not only, you did not only need him, but God loved you. And it doesn't say for God so, for the world so needed Jesus that God sent him. It said the world so, that God so loved the world. The heart of giving, the heart of forgiving, the heart of everything that God is and does is, is to give in an abundant way to where and when you begin to receive, you'll continue to receive and you'll continue to grow and walk in more and more of the light He gives. Amen? And healing is one of those lights. It's one of those ways. It's, it's one of those abundant gifts. Amen? Look at... Uh, whew, I like it already. Look at uh, Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Verse 22. It says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. That word mercy, same word for compassion. It means compassion as well. And kindness. And what she's literally doing is saying, Deal kindly with me. Show me your compassion. Show me your compassion. Now that's the same compassion that is an unquenchable desire to help you. And she's pulling on it right now. She's saying, I want some of that vastness right there. I want some of that abundant mercy that I know you have. And, 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 he, and, she, and she said, my daughter's grievously vexed with the devil. And then next verse. And he answered her, not a word. Of course, we all know that's time to get offended, leave the church, find somewhere, find somewhere they'll let you preach, teach, teach three classes and pray every day, right? <laughs> Send her away. She cries after us. Next verse, if she wasn't offended enough, I'm not, he answered not. He said, I'm not, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of Israel, of the house of Israel. She came and worshiped him. What? Crazy lady. She just won't leave. Right, she came and worshipped him, saying, "Lord, help me." She's calling on his mercy. That's that's how he helps, and he he doesn't help little; he helps lots. Amen. You know, you know when he told Brother Moore, "I'm helping you more than you know." That's because you can't even imagine how much he's helping you right now. Right, he, right now in this room, he's helping us more than we know, way more than we know. Amen. And she said, Lord, help me. She is refusing to give up. Why? Because she, she's got an idea of how big that compassion is, that mercy goes, how far it reaches. Because it reaches, mercy reached further than your sin could go. You know when people say, I've sinned too much? You can't. You cannot outrun mercy. You can't do it. And, and, and she's got an idea of how big this compassion is, how big this mercy is. And she says, Lord, help me. And he says, he says, it's not right. It's not right. <laughs> the answer is, it's not me right to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Called her a dog now. She's had all kinds of opportunity to quit, but she's not. Why? See, the devil's going to try and find ways to get you to quit. Right? That, that guy didn't look at me right in church. They didn't shake my hand. Pastor didn't acknowledge my gift. Uh, there's, a, there's a thousand reasons. Right? And, and guess what? We're human, so there's a pretty good chance if you, ha- if you hang around me long enough, as nice and a, as great as I am, I might say something that you don't like. I won't try, but I might. 
Or I might do something a way that you wouldn't do it. Or I might forget to wave at you or shake your hand. Or I might do something that you just don't like. Why? Because we're human and it wasn't even me. It was all of us misrepresenting and misperceiving things. Why? Because the devil's trying to get you to. Why? Because that stops God's compassion. Right? That, that this unquenchable desire to help you can, can be cut off. It can't be stopped, but it can sure be cut off when you get out from under the spout. Right? If you pull your cup away, there ain't nothing going in it. It ain't running over. It ain't running in. Amen? And so she's, she's still not offended. Why? Why? Because... She, and we, that's why we should never get offended. We serve the, the, the God of all compassion. His compassions fail not. In other words, if you'll keep reaching out for them, they'll keep working. Why? Because he never wakes up without the desire to help you. Every day he wakes up with an unquenchable desire to help you, to help me. Glory to God. What's the next verse say? And she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs. In other words, I know your mercy is so big that if all I had was this much, my daughter would be well. I don't need it all because it's so big that that much is more than I could handle, and that's more than enough to take care of my daughter. (laughs) Finally, Jesus said, I can't stop you. You've called on my compassion way too many times. You've had faith in my love, and you receive according to what you will. According to what you wanted, you receive. Why? Because he said, your faith's great. You know, as Brother Morse, there's only two places he said that. And this is one. And and neither one of them were Jewish. Right? They were both people that he didn't, he wasn't supposed to even be helping. Amen? Why? Because that's the people who refused not to have it. We have to refuse not to have it to, to not get it because the compassion of God won't stop. If, if you'll let it keep rolling at you, it will take you over. Amen? When, when, when the blessing came, it was too big. When Jesus came, it was way more than we'd ever need. When, when compassion works... When Jesus is moved with compassion, He's moved with the unquenchable desire to heal you. When that happens, all you got to do is receive. Every person in here, He had an unquenchable desire to save you. He had an unquenchable desire to heal you. And, and, And He sent Jesus so that we could have all these things. And, and to not have them, we would have to be We'd have to quit right after he said no. Right? But he's already said yes. See, it's too late for me and you. Because whenever the devil says he ain't going to heal you, it's too late. You're already healed. It says in 1 Peter 2.24 that by whose stripes ye were healed. It's too late for us. The salvation of God has been brought down. And, and if we operate within that salvation, we will operate healed. Why? Because there's more healing than you'll ever need in Jesus Christ. That's right? right? And, and so what the devil tries to do is get you condemned. I, I, I don't deserve it. I haven't done enough. I didn't sit on the front row. I didn't sing loud enough. I didn't volunteer. I, I didn't go to church. I didn't eat right. I didn't. You find a billion things that you didn't. Well, the devil's good at it. He's been doing it for eons. Right? He's well practiced at condemning you. Condemnation, just move your cup over. Right? The running over is running out now. It doesn't stop. God does not stop. He doesn't stop pouring. He never stops pouring. Why? Because it's an unquenchable desire to help you, to help you, to help me. His desire is so great towards you and me that His compassion never fails. It just keeps going. That's why love never fails. Because compassion is born out of love. It it is a quality of love. And it is a quality that won't quit on you. Amen? 
Which is why we should never quit on people. Right? We have that same love. So we should never quit on people. We should never say, ah, they're not going to make it. Aren't you glad God didn't say that about you? Right? About me. Whether you're in the 65% or the 35%. (laughs) You had opportunity to miss it. Amen? Amen. He, because His goodness and His mercy, that they're, they're, they're chasing us down. They're, they're, they're looking, they, they were look, God was looking for you before you were looking for Him. You didn't run into God, He ran into you. Amen? Because He's chasing us down. He, he, he brought in these gifts, this gift. I won't say these, this gift. And within this gift was all these gifts, and healing was one of them. Sickness, as Mrs. Morris said, is not even legal for us to have. We have to allow it. Amen? And we do, you know, because religious tradition, experience, a billion reasons, condemnation. There's, there's a billion reasons why you can just go ahead and experience sickness, but there's one reason, and it's unquenchable. And, and, it's, and it's unfailing. Think, think about it. It says, it says over and over again, one of the Psalms said, His mercy endures forever. That means it's taking hits every day. It wouldn't have to endure if it wasn't taking hits. Right? It'd just say it stands there. Mercy stands there forever. But he said it endures. So in other words, it's taking a hit. You and I are, are causing it hits every day. Right? And, and, but the, yet that mercy is going to keep on Forever and ever, that compassion will never quit. It will never fail. It will never run out. And it will always be extravagant. It won't just do what you ask. It'll do more than you ask. It'll give you more than enough. It it won't just say, well, let me get you enough gas to get home. It'll fill your tank. Amen? This this is the God we serve. And, And He so desires for us to receive it. But, but we've got to be like these people that, that would not, that refused not to have it. When they called and said, Lord, have mercy on us, they weren't just saying, do something great if you can. One of them was, but most of them were saying, we believe you. We believe, we're asking for this great compassion to work in us. Amen? And when they asked, it, Jesus wasn't going to deny them. Why? Because he had it. And he had the heart of the Father, which is why he went to the cross, which is why he bore our sins, which is why he took our stripes, which is why he defeated the devil, which is why he rose again. Amen? Amen? Because the joy set before him, that unquenchable joy, that unquenchable desire to fix us, and he in one, one moment in time fixed us. Now if we'll just receive from that unquenchable river that unquenchable desire to to that fixed us if we'll receive from it healing is ours healing is ours whatever if it's if it's a cough if it's if it's a cancer it doesn't matter he doesn't have levels because he's got more that he's going to give you more than enough anyway you know that the same amount of healing that heals a cold heals cancer why because it was too much to start with it's too much healing to heal cancer. Right? He, doesn't, he doesn't just give you enough. He doesn't say, oh, I'll just heal the cancer, but you've got to watch out, it might come back. Well, no, He gives you enough to heal the cancer and to keep it away. Amen? But it's according to our, how we receive that, 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 that it's going to work in our life, not according to how He gives. He gives infinitely. We receive Non-infinitely. What's, what's the word for that? Uh, uninfinitely. I'm sure there's... I know there is a word, but my mind just went blank. Glory to God. Where did I tell you to go? Hebrews 4? Go there anyway. We're talking about compassion. We're talking about that, that he, he, he is touched. And, and this verse talks about it. He's touched with the feeling of it. In other words, he understands and, and knows your weakness. Why? Because he came here. He came here as a man and had every opportunity to operate in this weakness. And he chose not to. Amen? It says in Hebrews 4.15, 
We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. In other words, he was tempted and didn't take, it, take the devil up on it. He, he didn't go ahead and sin, but he was tempted. So he understands being tempted. Do you know that when we decide we're sick is when the temptation's over because you were tempted to be sick before you decided you were sick, right? In other words, you got a few symptoms, and that was the temptation. <clears throat> oh, stuffy, got a <clears throat> throat. It's temptation. What are you going to say next? What are you going to do next? It's a temptation. He's tempting you. He's tempting you to be sick. And, and he'll go down. He'll have, he got a whole chart that he'll go down, and he loves it when we go to Google. <laughs> loves it. Yeah. Loves us to Google all the diseases because you'll do, you'll Google a sore throat and they'll have you in a in a hospital almost dead and all you needed was a throat lozenge. lozenge. Well, he's a mean devil, and he has an unquenchable desire for you to go to hell and for you to be sick and for you to be defeated and you to be a testimony to his badness. But we are a trophy of God's grace. We are a testimony to God's goodness because we're receiving from this enduring mercy. We're receiving from this unquenchable compassion. Amen? And, and we're going to refuse these other things. It says, it says He was without sin. Let us therefore... What's He saying? Because He's touched, because He knows what you're going through, because He cares, you go boldly before the throne. Don't have any hesitations. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. Don't let, don't let, the, don't let him condemn you. Don't let him, don't let him, you know, we got this works thing in our head. People are so works oriented. I haven't done enough, you know, and, and we even find work for ourselves to get healed. We, we, get, we say, well, I got to do this, 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 and this before I can get healed. You know, if God told you to do that, you're probably right. But if you're just doing it, it might encourage you and that's good. But that's not what heals you. Healing healed you. It already healed you. God healed you. Amen? These are just verses to encourage your faith in the God that healed you. Amen? And what he's saying is don't let anything stop you. Come boldly before the throne of grace and receive. Put the verse back up. before the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. Same word for compassion again. So that you can obtain from this unquenchable, my unquenchable desire to help you. I want you to obtain from my unquenchable desire to help you. And you'll find grace. You know how you're saved? By grace. Glory to God. Look at Ephesians. Where's that? The verse is in Ephesians 2, I think. I got it in my notes. Somewhere in here, it's in, right, in all these pages and all these scribbles that I can't read. Sometimes I wonder why I write things, because I can't read my writing anyway. So I'm pretty much counting on the Holy Spirit. If He doesn't remind me, I can't read it. So that's not really a wise way to go with it. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. Says, but God, who's rich, <laughs> rich in mercy. In other words, He doesn't just have a little bit; He's rich. Like He's not just a billionaire; He's a gazillionaire. I mean, in other words, and, and and actually, you can't even do that because that would stop it at some point. He's so rich that it can't be measured in mercy. He's got so much mercy; there is no measurement for the mercy He has. He's got so much compassion that he will never not have a desire to help you. There will never be a day where you wake up and God says, nah, not you. No. The fact is, before you woke up, he already had new mercy. Already had it made new up for you. Every day, his mercies are new. Before you, while you were sleeping, his mercy was helping you sleep and getting ready for tomorrow. Amen? It, 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 he's too much God. He's so far ahead of us that if we just trust Him, we'd never fall. Right. 
We, we would, you know what? Sickness would bounce off of us if we distracted. Be, but what was that? You know, somebody else over here dealing with it, it bounced off of you. But no one has to deal. There's not one person on this earth. Not one person on this earth. If you, even if you look back at the verses we started with, uh, Psalm 145 and verse 9, it says, The Lord is good to who? All. It doesn't say He's good to all who love Him. It says He's good to all. It doesn't say He's good to all that serve Him. It says He's good to all. Now, the ones that don't know Him won't recognize it. Their field's getting rained on every day, just like ours. But we're going to glorify God. They're going to put a sign up that it's theirs. Right? We're, we're going to thank God. They're going to name their field. Right? This is the Dave field. We grow so much hay this year that all the cows in the universe could eat. Right? Because they want the credit. But all the credit belongs to God. All the credit, all the, all the things that, that are good in this earth, the rain, the sun, the, the, the things that cause things to grow, the things that cause prosperity to happen, whether you give glory to God or not, it was from God. Amen? And if you don't give Him glory, you're in, you're, you're in a good position to lose it. Right? Or, worse than that, lose your soul. You'd rather lose that than lose your soul. Amen? Back to Ephesians 2. It says, But God who is rich in mercy, so rich, for with His great love, in other words, not just with love. Now, God is love, so when you call His love great, how, how great is that? that? That's immeasurable love right there. You can't get big enough. Your brain can't even wrap around the love that God has for us. And he said, with his great love wherewith he loved us with. In other words, I'm going to take some great love and I'm going to love you with it. In other words, I'm going to take love that heals you, that saves you, that delivers you, that protects you, that sustains you, that keeps you, that helps you, that, that prospers you, that gives you joy, that gives you peace. I'm going, to, I'm going to set you up with a love that every time you think you're running out of something, you look down and there it is. Because it's there. And he said, I'm going to love you with that love. How does he love you? Give. Give. Giving is an act of mercy. Giving is an act of love. Giving is an act of compassion. Amen. Remember, remember the guy that was forgiven the, the debt by his Lord? He, he said he had compassion on him and forgave him. And then he went and tried to get the money out of the other guy. And, and his boss came back to him and he says, I forgave you should you not have had compassion. He didn't say you should have forgave. He said you should have had compassion. Why? Because within compassion is forgiveness. Amen? That compassion forgave our sins. It washed us clean. This compassion that never stops, that always keeps going, that fails not, this mercy that will never never run out or fail us, it is what we're counting on every day. Because it, it forgives, it gives, it, it is always, it's an action. Compassion is the action of love, and it's unfailing. It never quits. Amen? God's never quits trying to get something to you, no matter how hard you reject it. He'll send people after people after people to you. Yeah. I, I, was, I was working with somebody recently, and, and, the, and, and I know... In fact, isn't going to tell us. Anyway, forget that. Back, back to Ephesians. I tell God to help me get my tongue. I don't want to. We don't need to say things that don't need to be said. Amen. Just because a story sounds like it might work, it might not. Especially when you're talking about love, you got to watch because if you don't use love, it don't matter what story you tell. You can tell any story you want, right? God's a big God. He wants us to have it all, but he'll leave you bobbing for apples when you could have the whole orchard. Right? You can bob for apples all day, so you got an orchard right there. And I gave it to you. It's got your name on it. But you're sitting here trying to get these, uh, get your teeth around these in the water, and you got all these. It's a fun party game, but there's too many people doing it every day. 
They're reaching in for the least when they have the most. And, and, and God, and I don't even care if you think you have a lot. God, that ain't even near what God wants you to have. And I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about an abundant life, a heart that is so full of Him that you always answer right, that you always see right, that you, you, you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right things. You're receiving from Him on a level you've never received before. This is what God wants. Amen? But God, who is rich in mercy with, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, what did He do before? Before. When you were dead in sins, He saved you. He saved you. That don't mean you're saved yet. It means you're still dead in your sins. But He's quickened you together with Christ once you receive. It's, it's an unstoppable compassion. But the people that have it are the ones that receive the grace. You've got to receive the grace. But, but the grace is there. There will never be a day... And, you know, people trying to receive, they don't even believe in faith. How are you going to receive the grace? Right? Faith works by love. You've got to have faith to receive out of this great compassion. It is so big and so vast that, that you look at it and you're like, wow, how, how could I ever be involved in that? By grace. Get, your, get a hold of your faith. And by grace, you can grab hold. Grab hold. Reach in and grab you a handful of compassion and look down and watch it fill up again. Right? It's like quicksand. You just and it just fills. Right. That's so, so scary. I, have you guys ever heard of quick mud? I jumped in some when I was in college, and I thought it was. I thought they were joking. I couldn't get out of it. I mean, they're only little bitty piles, but well, quick mud. <laughs> I don't know why I told you that. There you go. Don't jump in quick mud. Okay, that's all I'm telling you. But it is just like that. When, when you jump in and you lift your foot out, the hole just fills right back in, and it's no lower than it was before you started. God's compassion is like that. You, you can grab all you need out of it, and it never runs out. In fact, is He fills it in more so everybody else, because He never quits desiring to help us. When He sent Jesus, that wasn't the end of the desire. That was the beginning of the desire. That, that didn't quench the desire. That made the desire more unquenchable. Why? Because now I've got to get everybody to receive it. I've sent the answer if I can just get them to grab it, if I can just get them to take it. And he gives us every reason in the world to give it. He'll send people to you. He'll send ministers in the pulpit. He'll send, he'll send people to your workplace. He'll, send to you, he'll get somebody at the grocery store. He'll keep working. Why? Because it's his unquenchable desire. He, he's given the path. Now he's got to get you on it. Amen? Amen? Because why? Because he's a good God. That's what he does. And he loves us. He loves us. Amen? Look at Luke 7. You know, this is for all those people who think, well, you've got to do something. Luke 7, verse 12. You do have to do something. You have to be a person. If you want God to love you, right, you have to be in creation. There you go. That is, that's, that's, what, that's like what you have to do. You have to be a card-carrying member of the world. Amen? In Luke 7, verse 12, it says, Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man. This is where he went to Nain. It was the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much people of the city were with her. And when he saw her, he had compassion. In other words, when he saw her, the love of God was touched with her feeling. He cared about what she was going through. People say, yeah, but she's got to believe. He didn't know her. She didn't know him. From what I can gather, there is no other reason for this whole thing to happen except his unquenchable desire for it to happen. Amen? I mean, you can go with the legal, well, but he was her only son and she was a widow. She's going to be lonely. He knew all that and that touched him. But it was the love. And he, and he went to her, and, 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 and in our day we'd say, don't cry. What's he saying? It's going to be okay. Don't cry. 
And he reached up. He touched the casket. Right? And, and he said, young man, I say unto thee, rise. And guess what happened? The compassion that started with cry not ended with live. Why? Because that unquenchable passion. All, all you got to do is be here and allow him to do things. What happened when he reached up? The, the guy stopped. Why? Something's going to happen here. The guy stopped. And, and, you know, people say, well, she was a good lady. That's why all the city. He, God doesn't work according to your need. He works according to his compassion. And his compassion's greater than your need. What? She got more than consoled. Right? You, you can say, well, man, Jesus consoled me. I feel so much better. She got her boy back. That's more than consoled. Because he was going to be okay, right? If, you know, if everything worked out the way it should, he's going to go to heaven. You know, at that time, I guess, bosom of Abraham, but let's not get into theology right now. Right? But one day, the plan was he goes to heaven, so nothing bad happened to that boy. But Jesus was moved with compassion and said, Not today. Not today. I've got an unquenchable desire to help you. And he helped her. What, what, what was what was her? What was what? Why did he help her? Because he loved her. The same reason he saved you and me. The same reason he healed you and me. And yes, according to your faith. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to get your faith built in the bigness of his love. It is so big. It is so vast that that he wants you well. And, and it's not a legalistic thing. It's not read three scriptures do this, go to church four times, make sure you sing loud enough, make sure you volunteer, make sure you, you want to do all those things because you love Him, not because you're trying to get something from Him. And then He's going to do something for you because He loves you. It's, it's a love trade. It's not a workout. Let me work out your healing. That's not what He meant when He said work out your salvation. That's not what He meant. You can't get it by works. You get it by grace. You get it by faith in grace. And you believe in the bigness of that love. It is so huge. And, and as we believe in it, we receive from it. Let's look at one more and then we'll, we'll be done. Maybe. Whew. God wants us well. You know, everybody here knows God wants you well. But yet still sometimes, I don't know about you guys, still sometimes I get caught up in some other things. And, and I don't allow that compassion to work on and in me like I should. With the realization that it's so much bigger than what the devil's trying to do. And, and, and all I need to do is grab hold and refuse to let go. Because... His compassion's not going to run out. I can't keep... It's not like I'm going to keep grabbing and it's going to disappear. You're just going to get more and more and more. And you're going to get so far into it, you say, well, I can't not be healed. It's just, it's just impossible for me not to be healed right now. You'll get to that point to where I'm going to make it. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to, why? Because you've gotten so close to Him and, and, and the knowledge of His love that now your faith is grounded in the love that He wanted it to be grounded in the first place. Ephesians. That we might know the height, the width, the depth, the length. Right? That's what He wanted us grounded in in the first place. Amen? Not, he didn't say if He wanted us grounded in works, He just said, I want, I want you to volunteer so much that, that your, your confidence in your volunteership gets you everything you want from me. There'd be no love involved in that. Right? That's why we, don't, we want to watch it. It's not a trade. When he says, if you'll do this, I'll do that, he's saying if you do this, it opens up a door and, and this is going to happen. Why? When you open up a door to compassion, it already is a flood. All you did was give it a crack. Amen? And the next thing you're going to get is healed. Healed. Look at uh, Mark 1. It's the one we looked at last time we talked, I think. It said, And there came a leopard to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying, 
If thou wilt, thou can make, make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. It doesn't say moved by compassion. It says moved with compassion. In other words, he moved with an unquenchable desire to help this man. His heart immediately went out to this man. And it went out to such a level that he did something you don't do. You don't touch lepers. But but the compassion of God does because why? It can't stop. It's it's unstoppable. Once you let it loose, it's going to do what it's going to do. Amen? And he asked for it, and, and Jesus moved with that compassion, said, I will, and immediately said, be that. Why? Because you can't stop it. I will and be thou clean was almost one sentence. There was, I bet there was very little of whatever that is in there. Whatever insignia that is. I don't know what you call those. It's been a long time since I've had English. And it's being tell by the way I talk, right? I went to Silver Dollar City School. <laughs> Glory to God. And, and he was moved with compassion and he touched him. And he touched him. And when he touched him, immediately the leprosy left. Why? Because compassion went in. Leprosy couldn't stay. Compassion and mercy are the healing power of God. They, they offer forgiveness. They offer peace. They offer deliverance they offer salvation everything you could ever need was in this compassion this compassion is what sent jesus to the earth it's what put him on the cross it it's what put the stripes on his back it's what raised him from the dead and it's what heals our bodies today the same healing power that that was given that day is the same healing power that's in us now that's that's in us and on us around us it, it, it we we carry that same love in us and the knowledge of that love, not only the knowledge but the working knowledge, the wisdom in that love will cause us to, to, to have things and to give things that we never thought we would have or give. Amen? Because the devil will say, well, that sickness, you just have to live with it the rest of your life. You know, that little aggravating thing, like when you get up every morning and your knee hurts. Well, you know, you're getting old. No. He'll renew your youth. He put that in the Bible before your knee hurt. Right? Before my knee hurt. Right? You know the good thing about preaching? You still got to live it. It's great to preach, but you still got to live it. Amen? Everybody in here is what? Human. But we're saved humans. We're saved and we're full of the Holy Ghost and we believe the love of God. We have known and believed the love that God has towards us. Amen? And in believing in this love and in believing in the vastness and, and the unstoppableness of it. Is that a word? Unstoppableness. It is today. Right? But, but that's what you've got to believe, that it is, it is so unstoppable that, that there, there's no weapon. And that's what he meant when he said, no weapon formed against you can prosper. Nothing can stop the love of God from happening in your life if your faith will lie in it. Lay in it. Not lie. Yeah, lie. Lay down. All right? Not, not as a lie. All right? I mean, it's not a tongue twister. Amen? Glory to God. He's, he's so good and, and He's so faithful. And, and what we're looking for from Him, look, go to Lamentations, we'll end, has already been given. And if you're in here today, you're watching my TV, you're in Sarasota, the healing power of God, the compassion of the Lord is working. And, and you don't have to leave here with a pain, with a sickness, with a headache. With, you don't have to leave here with any problems in your body. Amen? The, the, the Master has, has, has authorized and made sure that His plan, His, God's plan, God's will, God's unquenchable desire would come to pass in our lives. And healing is one of those desires. Amen? Healing and prosperity, deliverance. He rescued us. When, when it said, by grace you are saved, that word means rescued. By grace you are rescued. You're delivered. You're saved. You, you, there's no weapon. No weapon. It goes back to what Mrs. Moore was saying. You can't do that, devil. And you're not saying try it because you can't. You're saying don't even try it because you can't. Yeah. 
Amen? And when we get to that point, we'll live out our salvation just like she was talking about on Sunday. We'll live it at the level God intended to. Why? Because we'll know what it means to be saved. Because that compassion that saved us was unstoppable. And it's still going. It's still going. Amen? Lamentations 3, we've all read it, but we like to say, it said, this I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. What's he saying? If I get a little bit down, if I get a little bit discouraged, I recall this. I go back to this because I'll have hope in this. What's he saying? I'll have my expectation will come up. Next verse. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions, his compassions, his desire to help me every day, every minute of every day, his desire to heal me, his desire to help me, his desire to give me, to prosper me, to, to give me peace, his desire to make provision, his desire to give abundance, his desire, every desire, they fail not. There's not going to be a day where he wakes up and says, ah, that, that, that was enough. I'm out. I'm out. You guys have worn my compassion clean out. That is it. And you know, i got to believe we've tried. Right? I know I did. I tried for years. And, 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 I, and I know he, he was still standing there saying, Waiting. I'm waiting. You're coming back. I'm waiting. I'm not quitting. You're coming back. You're going to get this. So I'm not going to stop. Why? Because he doesn't stop. He's, he's not going to stop. His compassions, they fail not. And, and then it says they're new. They're new every morning. And a lot of people say his mercies are new every morning. But it talks, it's talking about his compassions that fail not, which are his mercies. So his mercy and his compassion, which are one and the same, will never run out. He will never stop being kind. He will never stop loving you. He will never stop you from being healed. In other other words, people say, well, I've done this, so I deserve... He will never stop you from being healed. That is an excuse the devil gives us to be sick. Because the love of God is what healed you, not your action. Now, your inaction might keep you from being healed. But the love of God is what heals us. The love of God, the same thing, that the same power that saved you, healed you, delivered you, keeps you, sustains you, provides for you, prospers you, delivers you. Amen? They're new every day. Maybe you thought I used them all up yesterday, but no. Good news. Good news. God's mercies right here today. The same mercy that he wanted to heal you with yesterday is renewed today. And so if you didn't receive your healing yesterday, today's your day. Today's your day. Stand up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. There's no reason for us to go one step further without receiving 